This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. For example, I'll use an example with you and I. When early on in making the podcast, you and I we're kind of I've been wanting to share this totally we very early on I'll say this very early on in creating the podcast Justin and I had never worked together before and there were some major miscommunications happening hey welcome back we're not for everyone I'm your lover Jess and that's your hater, Caroline. Hello, my darling love. <laughs> Hi, baby girl. You have a little bit of pep back in your step this week, and that makes me happy. Thank you so much. I do. Um, I think it's because I've been like experiencing anger again. And anger, let me nice. tell you something. Yeah, it's hot. Anger is the most revitalizing feeling. It is sometimes <laughs> healthier <laughs> than anything else. I would rather be angry than sad. Like I w- it makes me feel totally like confident or something again. Like, oh, yeah. I'm right and everybody else sucks. <laughs> like that's kind of been the second half of my week. And also I'm angry about something else and it this turns okay. into a question for you. Oh, okay. Have you ever had a pimple on your ear? <laughs> like yeah, not in your ear. On the like outer part of your ear. Yeah, I definitely have. It's driving me crazy. I have one right now. This is what brought your energy back. (laughs) This is part of it. Have you ever popped a pimple on your ear and like watched a pimple pop in that location? Because it's weird. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I've successfully popped one. That's hard to pop. Um, Yeah, I had to get. It's a, such a small surface area, and I had to get both my hands in there to put some good pressure on this on this pimple. I don't know how it happened, and it's really firing me up because it's just causing like a soreness. Oh no, a soreness is like it's making me think. It's like a phantom soreness that's making me think that it has to do with my ear piercing, but it doesn't because it's yeah. a pimple, and it's yeah. stressing me out. Anyway, that was my big opening today for that. <laughs> Before this recording, we always talk about like who wants to do the opener. Do you have anything to talk about? And Jess is like, yeah. And that was it. <laughs> Let me tell you. Me I think I brought you. up a lot of good themes. I brought up I brought up anger as revitalization. Mm-hmm. I brought up mm-hmm. pimples in in odd places. Yes. I brought up popping something in a small surface area I feel like all three of those themes we could take in a million directions no we can I wasn't saying that was a bad intro (laughs) I'm saying I never would have guessed that was the intro I the thing about getting a zit in a random place you're like why why now why like why what happened this week between my body chemistry and my sweating and my oil glands and the way I slept on my pillow like why now is that a thing it's not like I'm like an ear acne person there's places (laughs) I get acne but then just like once like once in a half century one on the ear what uh what was the magical series of events what was the butterfly effect (laughs) that led to that (laughs) why yeah no you're right It is like I've had this ear for as long as I can remember. Right. I've had piercings in it for a while. I haven't gotten any new ones lately. I haven't changed anything about my ear skincare. Like, oh, you know what it was? I know what it was. Oh, shit. We're scientists. Of course, you know. Of course, I know. As soon as I said ear skincare, I remembered. (laughs) I started a new routine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I got my hair done yesterday and maybe it was like a product that was in the vicinity okay of my ear and you right? got the zit you got the zit today or you got it yesterday that's pretty fast I turnaround. felt it coming in last night okay. I felt it coming in last night and then I applied you know those like facial 
specifically I use first aid beauties facial radiance pads and I think they're like they're like little cotton pads that are soaked in some solution that kind of like gives a daily chemical exfoliation to your face okay so when I felt it coming in I like pressed that on my ear last night before going to bed ear skincare and then I woke up and it was still there but it was ready to be popped Mm. and then I popped it and then that's been my morning. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like kind of thirsty right now. I don't know why. I suddenly like need a drink of water. <laughs> How do you feel about like pimple popping Ugh. videos? Because I hate. Oh, videos. I mean, it's incredibly satisfying. But then also I get to a point where I gross myself out. I feel the same as like basically the same as with porn. I think I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, Is that and you then, watching porn? <laughs> And then after a little while, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then after a little while, I'm like, I have to call the police on myself. You know what I mean? I have to turn myself in. I also feel the same about like, I, I will say I, I got into like reading about serial killers before it was cool. I got really into it. I believe you. When I was in my, in my, um, (laughs) when I did a gap year. So this was 2009. That was before it was cool. And I just got really into reading about serial killers. And I like didn't really have any friends in Italy in my gap year. And um, I would just like hang out with this like two year old and this five year old. They were like my best friends, but they like didn't, you know, have a great grasp on their mother tongue yet. And so sometimes I needed other things to do. And I would just sit in the basement and read about like Ted Bundy. And, and it's kind of the same thing. What? I have to just hit pause really quick because you lost me at grasp on their mother tongue. Like I just couldn't keep listening after you said those words all strung together. (laughs) Well, I mean, like not only not only did they were they not great communicators with me in English, they weren't even great communicators in Italian. They're they're babies, you know. No, yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. And yet you just didn't like the series now. (laughs) The series of sounds. The series of sounds grasp mother tongue grasp mother tongue it feels in the same category as the porn and the ear and the yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) then you're like i don't like how that made me feel i liked how it made me feel for a little bit um and then i got really depressed in that basement it was pretty bad yeah (laughs) it's in a basement shit yeah it was in a basement yeah um (laughs) (laughs) i really am you don't ever feel you don't ever hate don't you hate yourself after watching porn a little bit? Well, you know I don't watch porn. Oh, that's right. Nobody believes it because I'm such a sexual deviant. But <laughs> <laughs> I said that to Ryan this morning. I don't remember the context. But he said something and I was like, that would go against my reputation as a sexual deviant. And he just like didn't know. I don't think he <laughs> realized I was joking. <laughs> He's like, Which I don't was know how to actually break this kind door. of affirming. It yeah. was kind of cool that he, like, thought that could be serious, you know? Okay. Well, he didn't think it would be serious. He thought maybe, I guess he thought maybe you thought it was serious. <laughs> he was like, oh, I don't want to burst this bubble for her. That's all I require of people with my bits. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm like, yeah, my brain's <laughs> my brain's. I love so many places. I love watching you operate right now. Your eyes are all over the place. <laughs> like, did you ever? I used to babysit for these babies. Uh, it was one specific baby, but I've seen a couple babies do this. Um, there was one specific baby that haunts my dreams, and he was a really <laughs> sweet baby, really nice family. But he would do this, where all of a sudden, like, we're just hanging out, me and a baby, you know, like six months old, and then all of a sudden, his neck would snap back. And he'd be staring at a spot on the ceiling and his eyes would like be quickly? watching. Yeah, like he'd just be like, look up at the ceiling and like focused on a specific thing. Eyes are not like like staring into the abyss. It's like watching a specific thing up in the corner of the room on the ceiling, just staring at it. But there's nothing up there. And oh my God, if you're alone in a room, alone Ooh. in a room with a baby doing that, it's hard not to throw the baby out the window. It was so <laughs> scary. I did not like that. I was like, what are you seeing? That's terrifying. It was and so terrifying. that's what I'm reminding you of? That's what you're, you're reminding me of right more. now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're giggling while doing it. 
I think that I'm just like actually feeling myself come back to life um like sense of humor wise right mm, now. Yeah. Like I was just having a week which you know about and mm-hmm. just you know how much you helped me this week with um first of all just with editing the podcast when it was supposed to be on me and then also with your words of encouragement and wisdom and like every opportunity that you had to say something affirming to me you did like you you kept talking about like oh I'm listening back to the episode and you said this and it was amazing and you did this and it was amazing you just like were looking for those windows to it's not like you were lying but like you were just like I could tell you were putting an effort into like Jess needs to be uplifted and let me remind her why I you know love what she does or whatever it's true. Yeah, you really it's helped true. me. You really helped oh, me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, yeah, I was just feeling like I'm a piece of shit that's not funny and not helpful and not bringing joy to anyone. And like, but I think I am all those things, but I'm so wrong about it. And like, I must be fooling everyone and I'm never going to be able to do it again. Now that I've realized this, I'm never going to be able to do it again. Like, oh, my God, I don't know what it. I don't know yeah. what sent me there. I think it happened. But I'm coming out of it while you watch me yeah. right now, I think. <laughs> that makes me happy. That makes me yeah. really happy. I can I can feel it from you. And it, it did break my heart a little bit. You know, it's last week's episode, if people haven't heard it. But Jess was just, like, really feeling down about um, just, like, doubting herself. And my reaction to that is that, like, it's par for the course. I think when you're doing something creative, I don't really trust creatives who are just like a hundred percent back themselves all the time. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, but (laughs) my ex actually, um, uh, was comedian and very, very funny person. And he would go really hard, like spiraling into, oh my God, I'm not funny anymore. Oh my God, I'm not funny anymore. And it was a really, it was a really big and constant thing with him. And that was interesting. I think in a way for me to watch from the outside to be like, to say object, cause like I've had those spirals myself, but to watch it happen so much and to just be an observer of it, I could see like, yeah, this is just part of the cycle. Like I can testify you're not less funny, but there is something that you're something feels different and um I think it's just a natural part of the cycle and as much as you can not I think the fear when you've built your identity your part of your identity is attached to whatever talent that is you're like oh I'm not worth anything anymore I've watched so many artists you know avoid um seeking therapy or getting mental health support or trying you know a drug that might really help them because they're so afraid of losing with their mental illness that they think is their talent um so I feel like I've just watched it a lot and I'm going to dispel that myth first of all I don't think you you can treat your you can like get seek mental health for yourself and still keep your talent um but yeah, I think I've just watched it from the outside a lot and, and I know what it feels like. So you just have to like kind of ride the current, see it through it and like, you know, a new wave comes. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of even like Jonah Hill when he decided to actually try and focus on losing a bunch of weight, feeling like, can I even be funny anymore if I'm not a fat guy? Like, yeah, that was something he talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, there are just like things that we decide about ourselves, like, oh, because I am this, then I am this. Like, because of this thing that maybe is negative about me, I actually can add something positive to the world or have a talent or there's something unique or different about me, which, like, Mm -hmm. is not totally untrue. But it doesn't mean that if you try to improve that negative thing that it goes away all of a sudden. Um, I did talk to my therapist this week about the identity thing of, like... It's huge. I... I attach a lot to the identity of being like a helper and a fixer and a person that cheers people up and a, you know, like an, I don't know about optimist, but just like a positive person, a positive presence in people's life, like all those, all those attributes. And I feel like recently, actually, I think one of the main things that made me start to feel 
less attached to that in the last couple of weeks is that Ryan, my boyfriend, was going through something hard and like going through some grief mm-hmm. and he needed more alone time to just like process that and be by himself and be calm and, you know, like recuperate. And that's very understandable. But I, being me, <laughs> was like almost taking it personally of like, if you, you know, do you not trust me to be around you when you're feeling this way? Do you not think that I can care for you when you're feeling this way? And it has nothing to do with me. And I like cognitively knew that. But emotionally, my reaction was making it about myself because I am a person that like loves to be there for the people that I love when they're going through something hard. And so it was like really throwing off my center in addition to other things that are going on with me individually. And um, I talked to my therapist about it and she was like, I don't know. She just reminded me like that's not my whole identity actually allowing the people in my life to take space when they need or believing them when they say that like they know themselves and they know that's what they need and you it doesn't change anything about you and then like allowing them to take that time and come back like that is the growth that I need to yeah focus on I think as like maybe it's a 2024 (laughs) goal or something yeah I don't know that was in my it's, head, it connects more than it does. the way I think I just described it. No, I think, I think it connects <laughs> a lot. And it's a really hard thing. I weirdly have been working on the same thing this week. That specific, um, that specific type of trust. And I think, I don't know, the recent years have been, for me, involved a lot of learning about like all these other kinds of trust. I think when people think about trust in relationships, it's like, hey, like you're not going to cheat on me. But like, yeah, that's an important one. But there's so many other ways you have to trust this person and learn to trust. Um, And I've been working on the same one this week that like I think Justin and I specifically had a conversation where um, I, I asked him if he felt upset about something and he answered that he didn't. And then I kept asking and I kept asking mm. and he turned to me and he was like, you need to trust me that I will, um, that I feel comfortable telling you when I'm upset, that I can handle being upset and I will let you know when I'm upset and I expect you to be able to handle being upset. Um, and you got to trust me on that. And, um, and like, I don't know, that's, it was, I was like, fuck, I do. That is a kind of trust that I don't have. And I, and I, I, it's been hard for me because of past relationships where someone would say nothing was wrong. And then a few months later, out of the blue there's a break there's a breakup yeah I think it comes with time I think like all of them it builds with time and gets easier yeah Yeah. it's a funny one I have been in those exact shoes before and I think Ryan's even said something similar to me like I think we had that conversation exactly what you just described like six months ago or something um I think part of it is that I know and this is a bad quality this is one of my toxic traits but I know that I sometimes say that I'm okay when I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And so I am almost Gotta projecting work on like, yeah, yeah, I'm projecting like, okay, well, you're saying you're fine and you're saying you're not upset about it, but I think you probably still are. Maybe you aren't consciously aware of it yet. Maybe you don't want to tell me. Maybe um, you don't, you don't want to admit it to yourself, like whatever it is, because I experience all of those things when yeah. I'm facing something hard. And so it's not even, it's like, it's not even about, I think the first step is not even like, I need to trust that person in what they tell me. It's like, I need to trust myself first. I need to let myself admit when I'm sad or whatever the fuck I feel and just be in it and be honest about it if asked or be honest about it when I need help. Like, that's another thing that I worked on this week. Mm -hmm. I asked for help. (laughs) Me asking you to help with the podcast was like, one aspect of that I asked a co-worker I know you couldn't even take ask something me. off my plate I couldn't, couldn't even ask. You couldn't even ask me just called me and we never talk on the phone just called me and she was just like you just described what was going on with you and like what hell you were in but you wouldn't you couldn't ask me to edit the podcast and I was like I was like I don't know do this? <laughs> I was like depending on what your week looks like I was wondering if we could like find a solution together and um I I don't need 
you to do it all, but I do need you to do it all. <laughs> you couldn't ask me, but you did get I on the couldn't phone. Figure it out. You did get on the and phone and described. Said, you were like, "I'm going to describe a scene of the apocalypse. What do you want to do about it?" <laughs> but then at some point, I literally said, "Like it, in the middle of this flurry of words, I was throwing at you, like it's hard for me to ask for help, but I think I'm yeah. asking you for help. Can you yeah. do it this week? Like yeah. I just like landed yeah. there. You just said um, it was true. It's hard for me to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like." Another example of, I know that you would help me in that situation. I don't doubt it for a second that if I need help and ask you or not even ask you, ask you in my way of asking, that you're happy to do it. Like it was never about, oh no, Caroline is going to be annoyed with me or Caroline's not going to want to help or whatever. It was never about that. It was entirely about me being afraid to ask because I wasn't even ready to admit to myself maybe that I like needed to fucking take a break and stop um yeah so I think a lot of those things it's always like a projection of ourselves more than it's about the other person the projection thing I really get when you're talking about like well I wonder if he's upset because sometimes I don't say when I'm upset 100% me 100% me and it's a huge thing I think I've gotten a lot better at it because of this fucking angel, Justin, he's so fucking amazing. I don't know how he is this way. But um, I, you know, early on, I think he told me a thing that bothers him is if you ask someone they're okay and they're obviously not okay and they're like, yeah, everything's fine. They're like, are you sure? And they're like, yeah, it's fine. And he's like, you know, that's a pet peeve. And I was like, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of talked through. I was like, what am I supposed to do in those moments? Because sometimes... Another bad trait I have that I'm working on is my reactiveness. Like I'm very emotional. I'm very emotional. And I don't, I'm actually working on delaying my, my reactions to things. Mm. That's a much better state for me. So sometimes, okay, I'm upset about something and, but I'm trying not to be reactive anymore. I'm trying to simmer on it. I'm trying to see if the mood will pass. I'm trying to see if I can think about it differently. I don't want to put it on you immediately. But in the meantime, you may be sensing, you, Justin, may be sensing that, like, I'm being weird and I don't want to be skirting the issue. Like, what what do we do here? And we literally sat and talked about it. And he was like, you know, something I might say is, like, I am feeling a little off. um, But I'm still kind of, um, you know, thinking it all through. I don't have the words for it. Um, If, you know, if I find the words for it, like, in you know, in a little bit, can we talk about it? Or, you know, I don't actually know if this is something I need to talk to you about yet, but kind of just admitting, Mm -hmm. like, I am feeling a little bit off and I don't have the words right now, uh, has been huge. It's like, it's all doable. It's all doable to be like, you know, I, I am feeling off. And sometimes I'll say like, and it's my issue. It's not your issue. And then maybe I think about it more and like, I do want to talk about it or like, okay, let's go back to yesterday. I was being really weird. I told you I was being weird. You saw I was being weird, but we didn't talk about it because I wasn't ready. This is what was going on. And like, I have some distance, but I think it, it is really important to build that trust and have them to be able to trust that like when someone's upset, you can at least acknowledge it. Um, Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have to say that they did anything or that it's your fault or like maybe I'm being unreasonable or I was triggered by something or activated by something. Um, but I think just acknowledging it goes a long way, um, in building that trust. Like, okay, well we will talk about it if we need to kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're taking like a section of my brain and just like saying it in words right now. Um, because I cannot relate more and my relationship has been a big magnifying glass on the fact that I am more reactive than I thought I was. Like, I think I historically associated being reactive with, like, getting loud and being mean and, like, uh, you know, like, big, big gestures of reactivity, mm-hmm. like, big signs of it. And it's really not necessarily that at all it can look a lot of different ways and it's way more about just like exactly what you said like the time between when something like makes you feel a certain thing activates you in a certain way and like your literal reaction to it extending the time between stimulus and response it's it's like on like the top of my to-do list where I put my like mantras Mm. and memos extend the time between stimulus and response that's it that's it and like it's so hard I mean 
even just as people who have a podcast, the goal here is react, react, react. The goal here is like, I mean, not, you know, obviously sometimes we have to give it a second and put more thought into it, but in general to keep an engaging, entertaining conversation moving, it's like, I need to be firing on all cylinders mentally. Um, and it's not happening that, uh, consciously but it's just like a, a a skill that you develop if you're entertaining or content creating and podcasting especially I think and um yeah so that's like in one half of my life that's like the skill that I'm driving towards and then in my personal life it is such a can be so damaging and I think the other thing that I thought That's of is so like, true. I like didn't I never thought about how like those <laughs> skills are required one place and not another. You're so right to be mm-hmm. like for me, especially on YouTube. It's like the point is to have like raw, open emotion. That's like completely unfiltered. And then I have to like yes. turn it off other places. And like, oh, yes, it's, hard. it's like, oh, shoot, people don't like this in real life. They only no, like it when there's a screen between us. <laughs> I say that all the time. People who love me on YouTube, you wouldn't like this in real life. You wouldn't like it. <laughs> Everyone's tired of me. <laughs> it's probably the reason that a lot of people say like, oh, they were different when I met them in person about like some creator or some celebrity or whatever. It probably has. It Could probably be. contributes to that. Could it's be, like. Yeah. That that's probably a good thing that they weren't exactly how you consume them on the internet. The other thing I was gonna say real quick about the reactivity piece, it like links back to what we were saying before. When you ask Justin, are you upset? And he says no, and you kind of have something in your head that's making you believe that he actually is upset. I feel like there might be an expectation from you. This is something that happens between me and Ryan at least of like reaction like when I'm upset I get reactive when you're upset I'm expecting reactivity and I think it's partly because that's how I am it's partly because I've been in relationships I've been in family dynamics I've been in other you know situations where somebody's upset and there is reactivity like a meet you know the time between stimulus and response is short basically and like whether it's that they yell or they cry or they debate me or whatever it looks like um it's a lot more of what I'm used to yeah and Ryan is not that way it sounds like Justin is not that way I think they're it's kind probably of a great thing for us that we are not with people who are like that but like right it's not what we're familiar with in so yeah. many other areas of our life when lives. someone's just like sitting and I don't know reflecting I think I think the thing that has made the change like maybe it's not even so much being reactive like I think uh, being emotionally explosive is never really okay but you can have an emotional reaction and I think where I fuck it up is that my default is to assume like okay my default is to assume that like I know all the information about this scenario that I have nothing more to learn yeah. about it. And and I heard um for example, I'll use an example with you and I. When early on in making the podcast, you and I were kind of I've been wanting to share this. Totally. We very early on, I'll say this, very early on in creating the podcast, Justin and I had never worked together before. And there were some major miscommunications happening, some major miscommunications where that I think left us both feeling like this is not fucking correct. Like I wasn't feeling comfortable. I think I was not making you feel comfortable. And step one for me was like, okay, you know, we can't have a podcast as friends and have unspoken tension between us if things aren't working for us. Like, that doesn't work. It will come through. And so I was like, we have to talk about it. And it was a big step for me. I think I asked us to, like, get on a call, and we talked through it. And I kind of felt like that was – I did all the things. Like, we – I made us talk about it. I made us talk. Mm. But I realized after we had that – we sat down and had this conversation about all these things that – I thought were offenses and it turned out were just huge miscommunications based on our different work styles. Like we have very different work styles. And, um, you know, I thought I was getting one energy from you. Um, but it was really just like the pace at which you work and how you like process things. Mm -hmm. 
And so I realized it was all a huge miscommunication. There was no bad energy from you at all. In fact, you were also upset and like scared and whatever. And when we cleared all that up, I realized that I had gone into that conversation together ready to say what was true, but also assuming I knew everything, which was not fucking true. And I've heard like I I didn't sit down with the assumption that there's a way we can resolve this together. I sat down with the assumption of like, I need to name what the conflict is and this is the end for us. I wasn't ready to shut down the podcast, but I I felt like I was sitting down to say, this is a problem and it's a non-starter. But, and I didn't have this attitude of like, we're going to figure something out together. I heard someone once describing like that kind of change in attitude of sitting down with your partner, your friend, your family, whoever it is, and being like, we're going to write a draft together. Like I have some of the notes, I have some of the information, Mm. but it's not done. And you have some of the information and together we're going to figure out this draft of like navigating a conflict together. And I don't think I was, I don't think I naturally approach conflict that way. I assume I know all the information and I want to bail kind of. Um, So that's, I think that's the adjustment to reactivity is being like, I'm allowed to feel really sad about something someone said or something you did or whatever, but giving you or Justin or whoever the benefit of the doubt that like, Mm -hmm. I don't know all the information. I don't know what you meant by it. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what made you say that. And that assuming at least there's a good intention there so we can sit down and write this draft of figuring out where things went wrong. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. It's a really good example. Um, I don't, I don't know what your experience like, of we didn't really ever talk about that but I don't know what your experience of was was of all that I didn't experience you in exactly the way that you're describing like I was going into the conversation we needed to have it, like kind of taking it as baseline that we both are looking for resolution um so I didn't feel like you, you know like that wasn't gonna be the end goal uh, it's even not that, if it was it's really not that gonna I, be hard to get to it's not that I didn't want resolution like I wanted things to work out with us but I didn't really believe in it like, I don't know yeah. I, I think I can just get this attitude of like wow this doesn't work or something you know yeah I do remember that it was um really what the core issue was in my like eyes anyway was that we were both I think especially you, but definitely me too, were like expecting that the other person worked and communicated in the same way that we do. Mm -hmm. And so if I say X to you and you're like, that's kind of pushy. Does she not think I know what I'm talking about? Like whatever it is, that's because you are taking it in in the way that like it would come out if you said it. Yeah, but like you're difference... you're very much a live processor, I think is what you eventually said. Yeah. And you're like, when I'm talking through ideas, it's because I'm working through ideas. Whereas to yeah. me, when I hear Jess saying like, oh, that's a cool idea. I wonder about this other idea. I took that as her shoot like like passive aggressively shutting down my idea and she really had was set on this other thing that she wanted to do but she wasn't going to be direct about me because if I because of the way I work which is when I say an idea I'm not I don't live process with people as much I retreat I turn off the lights I sit in the dark I decide what I think the best idea is and by the time I'm saying it to you I'm like this is vetted this is good yep and so I was interpreting you were taking me in yeah. that way right the way Which that is I would totally can... not how I work especially yeah. on creative projects I think huge it's like miscommunications I... yeah and so once we figured that out it was like a light bulb moment for both of us and it's crazy because not that we'll never have conflict again because but there I know basically that, like, hasn't been any but there hasn't been since then and like um it just really made something click of like, okay, I totally understand how this person works, mm-hmm. how they communicate, like how I should or should not be reading into something, how I should be extending the benefit of the doubt. Like it just, it's like crazy how immediately yes. it took effect yeah. and we both, we both got it. Like, yeah. Anyway, just, but it was, it was crazy. It sucked. No, that was, I, was I think you more cried. Heartbroken. I think you cried. I did cry on our call, but I also yeah. like in the days leading up. I think we had like 
a text exchange that was kind of like the impetus for like, okay, we really need to talk about this. And, um, and nothing like directly mean, but another thing where like, I think you read me as passive aggressive and I probably read you as passive aggressive. And we just like, weren't seeing eye to eye in a, in a discussion about uh, an upcoming episode or something. And then we took a couple days not talking and then reached out and we're like okay let's get on the phone and let's figure this out and in those couple days when we weren't talking and that had just happened I was a fucking wreck it felt like a breakup it felt like felt bad it felt like just as bad as like that that week or two or a month or whatever period of time it is when you know a breakup is coming with someone but it hasn't happened yet like that is the type of heartbreak I was feeling oh um and to go from that to really productive conversation, it was emotional, but we got through it. And now we like fucking understand each other and have not run into it again. Like what yeah. a success story. <laughs> it really is. When I describe it to people, I think it's a really special, amazing thing. Like it was hard to go through, but it, it seemed really important. Um, but I think it's a really special, amazing thing that we like the situation we're in, which is that we're, we're friends with an existing relationship who then started a professional dynamic and the professional dynamic is exporting our friendship as entertainment. So this means there is no fucking room for resentment. There is no fucking room for resentment. And so anytime an issue comes up with us, I personally feel like we have to talk about it. There is no burying it. There is no skirting around it. There is no holding resentment somewhere. Like we have to hash it out basically every time. And since that first time, I don't think we've had much at all to hash out. But um, when I tell people, I'd like tell people about that transformation. Yeah. Cause I, I was feeling really scared in the beginning. I was feeling, I was like, I don't, this feels so bad. I was really upset and um and I was like well now what have we gotten into but I wasn't gonna bail I was just like I just don't see how we're gonna get out of this and Mm -hmm. and I think if it had been a romantic relationship I think if I was in that dynamic with someone I was dating I think we would have just ended because it felt really impossible to me but we were in this weird specific scenario where we'd already kind of like announced our relationship announced our podcast like committed to doing this thing and we have we can't do it with resentment so we have to talk it through and holy fucking shit like the radical honesty that happened and found a bridge between this seemingly unbridgeable gap it it really kind of blew my mind about communication styles relationships like what communication actually means um I don't I don't I think there's plenty of things I would do differently I did not like seeing you cry <laughs> I did not <laughs> like that we were both so sad I, I mean yeah. to be clear it's not like I yelled at you or something um no we, but we I know in just... the moment you felt like oh shit I'm now I made her cry which is like not what crying is you know but like I I was worried that it came across that way I think you made a comment that was like you felt a little bit that way and I was like no this is just how my like emotions it was just um, emotional exhaustion manifest yeah 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 but I totally agree with you I mean it is it is a very unique experience I don't think I've had any any sort of like relationship that is the same as ours I don't think I've had any um, conflict resolution and direct communication in the way that we did in that moment like that is something I've never experienced before and it's like very cool it feels like we unlocked something that's like this weird secret are we better people (laughs) are we better people than the other people (laughs) we are probably better than everybody like I don't think I have to go vegan because we did that you know like I can still have some moral high ground here I don't think I have to go (laughs) vegan yeah that is how I feel it's kind of amazing yeah a lot I learned a lot I think about it I think about it all the time I talk about it all the time and people are like, okay, like fucking relax. Okay, I don't know. I saw, I saw, a, I saw a LinkedIn, um, <laughs> like post this morning, like as soon as I woke up from this guy who is kind of like a health tech 
commentator. I don't know. Anyway. The fuck? Um, <laughs> Get a job. Because that, that, that's a thing. <laughs> and <laughs> LinkedIn is a fucking weird place. And he just wrote this little post this morning that was like, finding a partner, a business partner, or a co-founder, or whatever word he used, that is like similarly like in a similar enough place in life who you like get along with in all the right ways and compliment in all the right ways and think about whatever I don't remember his wording but it was something of just like how unique and rare it is to find the right partner in a business endeavor or creative endeavor a co-founder for a company and how that is the reason that like so many endeavors don't work out and you and I Mm -hmm. both have this like nerdy interest in um, founder stories and we listen to some podcasts that dive into that and we know that very well and we talked about that when we started not for everyone of like I, I listen to Guy Ross's podcast and I know that you know <laughs> co-founders need to do this it's like this we thought we were pros because we listen to <laughs> no that's me that's both like oh yeah did you listen to the episode about <laughs> a stripe because that was crazy (laughs) like I know anyway my point is I think about it a lot I think about like the rarity of this and the way that we got through that issue and the way that that makes me feel really confident about our longevity like a lot our ability to raise a child together (sighs) yeah they're gonna be really our child is gonna be really uh well-rounded albeit not well, but not well. <laughs> well-rounded. High anxiety, well, but, well-rounded. but well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. I love you, too. We got a, we got a listener what to do. Um, you want to do this? You want to change gears? Mm-hmm. Cool. Somebody left a comment. Someone left a comment on our YouTube channel. All of our videos um, or all of our episodes are up on YouTube. Not for everyone podcast and you can see us chatting with each other. It's pretty fun because we're often gesticulating and you don't want to miss it. Um, (laughs) Then I also like people leave their what to do's and topic requests in the comments so that other people can like upvote them or we can see other interest in it, whatever. So I thought this was a fun one. Um. This person commented, hey, love your content. I definitely listen to you guys at home, so I feel less alone. I feel like you guys are my BFFs. We feel like that, too. We are. We are. (laughs) What a do. I'm dating this new guy that has a smaller package than my previous one. I don't have a lot of experience, but I am... Uh, I am taken aback a little bit. <laughs> I've only had t- I've only had two serious relationships so far. My new person is definitely more considerate than my last one. How not to compare? Help. LOL. LOL I love that the doll. two metrics are dick size and consideration. Yeah, like- I actually I had <laughs> I had responded to them with some follow-up questions let me see I need to check right now if they because I wanted to clarify that consideration was like sexual generosity uh, 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 uh. oh no actually they didn't respond okay I'm gonna assume it's sexual generosity sexual consideration okay yeah well well who knows I guess yeah I guess I don't totally know what they mean by more considerate but since she's talking about sex and how to compare um I think she's talking about like sexually more considerate it does beg a question, though, of like, let's say she's not saying sexually considerate. So she has a really nice guy who's like considerate in every other way. And then the only thing we know about him sexually is the small package. You know, like I that's a kind of a different answer. Uh, if he's con- if she's saying he's considerate overall, then I would think that includes sexually. And True. also, I do think she's talking about sexually because otherwise she just listed one other good quality about one him. Thing. Like one yeah. thing otherwise. And also, he's blonde. Like, I, I feel like it's sexually, but I actually don't know if it changes my answer. Um, Did you say blonde? Yeah, just like, you know, he's a small package, but also here's one other fact. That seems random oh, to oh, me. Oh, I oh, think oh. it makes more sense oh. that she's sticking to I the... Thought- <laughs> Got it. I thought you were like giving me that information that like... Maybe, I don't know, you saw her profile picture and he's in it and he's blonde and, and that's like blonde. helpful intel. That is helpful. That's helpful <laughs> intel. Don't trust him. Don't trust him. Okay. Wait, do you, do you want to start? You want me to start? I mean, I don't know if I have my thoughts together. The okay. fact that she's like <laughs> taken aback is really where I'm <laughs> You're centering <taking> myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just as reclined, just as fully reclined in her chair to think about this. Okay, I'll get it started and you chime in. Okay. I will say this. Number one. People say size doesn't matter. It That is fucking true. I'm going to say I've been fucking blessed in my lifetime. I think I've been blessed package-wise. But I will say... Um, I don't think I've ever, I've never experienced something that like I'm taken aback. Same. But let's say that we did. There's a lot more to sexual gratification than that. Most women, I think this is a woman, most women don't come or don't orgasm from like, um, you know, penetration penis penetration anyway. So if you're into being eaten out or you're into fingers or whatever, then like, it's not like you can't orgasm. In fact, most people don't orgasm that way. Um, or if you do orgasm that way, you can. there's toys and you can get creative. Uh, and on the other extreme, I think for a fact, like people with like a ridiculous, ridiculous, like insane, enormous, whatever, they're the worst. They're the worst. They think yeah. they don't have to, they think they don't have to do anything. They think they're just lazy as hell. They're just lazy because they think that's that's all it takes and it doesn't do anything for you. That's the worst sex you'll have. But um, I think there's just so much more to sexual chemistry. Like, as I said, I feel like I've been very mm-hmm. blessed. I am blessed by Justin, I will say. But wow, um, wow. I can't not. It. Can't not. But um, sexual rapport and dynamic also evolves with time. I really find that it evolves yes. and gets better. So I, I think like uh it, it's about getting to know each other it's not just like what tool do you show up with um I, yeah biggest cock doesn't mean shit um and and I really do feel like the sexual rapport evolves and gets better with time but it totally cheesily depends on communication yeah that was the perfect answer and now I will give you the less perfect but like your girlfriend over brunch being yes being real be real oh no I think I think there's a very real important shallow answer too which I agree do it well it's not even my my answer would never be like oh he has a small penis like get out of there sis like I would never say that that's not how I feel I totally agree with what Caroline said that being said I feel like I do need more details like if we were sitting together at brunch I would need you to mimic the size of your ex's and the size of this guy's not because I need to know the inches but because I'm like was it just that your ex was really big or is this guy genuinely really small and then when we're saying small is it small or is it micro penis style which is a fine style I suppose I've never experienced it but I have no judgment um but it's a style and styles aren't for everyone so I don't know I I kind of want to know like I really wish there was a way to know like exactly what she's talking about and what she's working with okay I want to know I want to know out of morbid curiosity but I don't think (laughs) that's relevant I don't think that's relevant Mm. any more than someone describing the face of the person they're attracted to it's like either you're attracted to them or not and physical physical attraction is superficial and it's important like if you're not physically attracted to your partner yeah that's a problem whether it's because their face has been smashed or that you don't like tall people or you have a thing about their hands or you're not attracted to their penis like that is part of physical attraction yes there's no sense to it there's no rule to it and I do think you need if it's something that like you cannot be attracted to them yeah that's probably a problem but I don't I actually don't think because it's all so subjective I don't actually think that matters like as a rule No, it doesn't. Um, But I was, yeah, I think I was heading in a similar direction of like what she anchored her question on was the comparison. And so. Oh, yeah. That's why I want to understand the comparison better. But that being said. No, you're right. The comparison doesn't really matter. Like I want to understand it better, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I want the dirty deets for fun. But yeah. Yeah. And I want to know, I guess I want to know like. Are you, yeah, are you attracted to this new guy? Like, when he takes off his clothes, are you excited about it? It sounds like you're taken aback. Is that, is the taken aback (laughs) feeling, (laughs) is it simply because of the comparison or is it because you're not attracted to him? You know what I mean? If it's because of the comparison, then I think there are ways to 
get your mind out of that comparison and I think developing more of a bond with this guy both both like emotionally and physically will help that but if it's um if it's simply that you're not attracted to him when he's naked maybe you're attracted to his face but you don't want to like have sex with him like that's I think the question you ultimately have to answer and the the comparison is not helpful uh, it's not but it's also like but I think where the comparison is helpful is she said he's much more considerate that's so much more right. important. That's <laughs> yeah. more con- that's so much more important. I forgot He's about more, that part. Whether it's like as a whole person or just sexually, super, super important and makes for much better sex. Makes for the best sex. The most considerate person, that's I think that's some of the best sex. So So maybe she has to look inward huge. a little bit on like were you really infatuated with the idea of getting dicked down by like this guy with a really big dong who was like an asshole, <laughs> bad boy. <laughs> I'm creating characters. Uh, he's not was putting like, any work was into there it. He's not doing about, shit. Yeah, was there something about your ex that like it probably wasn't that good sex and he doesn't sound like he was considerate to you Blech. in all the ways and like you're glad you're out of that but at the same time there was something like bad about it and now you're like, oh, nice yeah. guy, small penis, like lame. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if that's how you're feeling... I think you can you can like move forward and I think that like comparison feeling will go away and maybe this is like better for you. Um yeah, I really want to know more about both of these people. Send me their pictures. <laughs> Send me their dick pics. <laughs> Send me pictures not of their faces. We're not asking for face photos. Listen, I'd say give it a try. Um I think it t- she's only been in two relationships she said. Yeah. Um, or like two sexual experiences. So, um, you know, you can, I don't know, you continue to learn. I would give it a try and give it time and really practice. I think it was, if it were me, I would really practice honing my communication skills in sex, which is really, really hard. I feel like I only started working on it in the last year. Um, I, it's like one of the most important things I've done. It's gotten me like my best sex life ever. And I've been very inspired by my my girlfriend, Ashley. She's just like super communicative. She always has the right words. And I would literally have to talk through things with her. I'd be like, well, how do you ask for this? Like, how do you say this thing? Like, what, what do I say in this scenario? And um, it feels really scary to say things you like or things you want to try or things you don't like. And you don't, what the, what? Do you see that? What the fuck was that? Is that going to show up in the recording or are we going to look stupid? What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Okay, for people listening. Oh my God. Oh my God. I thought that was an orb. I thought that was a ghost. We are recording on Zoom, obviously. And specifically, this week we're recording on our phones because the video quality is better. And I think Caroline like (gasps) accidentally did a thumbs down while she was gesturing, gesticulating. You can see it on YouTube. And uh, this like thumbs down bubble pops up like well, an, em- not, an emoji not every time. I thought that was a fucking I thought that was a fucking orb. Something appeared behind my head like a <laughs> bubble appeared behind my head and then disappeared. I'm going to fucking burn this house down. I'm so upset. It was, I'm so it upset. It was the I ghost of penises past. Oh my God. The penises, <laughs> the penises are after me. What did the I penises. say? The penises are after me. What the fuck was that? I hate I hate, I hate. Okay, I don't care if we just discovered that that was just a technical glitch. Like, the damage is done. I'm so upset right now. This actually happened in my therapy appointment a couple weeks ago where Barbara, my therapist, she did two thumbs up about something (laughs) and fireworks appeared on the screen. And she didn't know. (laughs) But it was two thumbs up. Wait, I don't. And it also wasn't Zoom. It was like whatever her therapy practice. Yeah. Uh, You're like, I, was, talked, we were just, I talked to my dad about my trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, fireworks. <laughs> Two thumbs up, fireworks. And then we took selfies with it. Like, it totally derailed the therapy so session, funny. but yeah. I sent her the picture afterwards. <laughs> totally um. derailed the therapy <laughs> session. Yeah, derailed um, this. What the yeah. fuck was I screaming about penises? In conclusion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saying, here's yeah, the other just thing practice. I want to say. Practice saying, practice asking for things. It's the most important thing you'll ever do in sex. It's so weird. It's so uncomfortable. And if it's someone who's worth your time and worth sticking around, they're not going to think it's weird. They're going to think it's hot. Yeah, preach. Preach. The last thing I'll say, (laughs) which you kind of said at the beginning, but just like really to get this through to this listener, 
because they said that they they've only had two sexual partners they feel kind of inexperienced yeah I feel like when you feel inexperienced you latch on to things that are said in society like about Mm. sex like you're like oh I don't really know about sex I've only had two partners I only started having sex a few years ago like I don't do anything that nasty in bed. Like I don't, I'm inexperienced. (laughs) And so you look around the world, you look around to your friends, to the media, to porn, to whatever, to inform you of like what sex is so you can learn. (laughs) I, this is a serious point. I know, I know um, it is. I know it is for your crap. So I feel like you could be a little bit latching on to this like notion. That's a societal notion that like, big penises are better and little is not good and you actually that's actually not true you actually don't know that because it's very personal to you like don't latch on to those types of stereotypes and norms and things that people tell you are like the sexual like the peak of sex or the sexual norm or whatever yeah because you feel inexperienced like that's actually gonna hold you back more I think than totally just, like, being open and I yeah. think I think I roll my eyes a little bit like I didn't believe people when they're like size doesn't matter but like this is my I think the honest take is like okay personally yeah a good size can be a big turn on same as like a hot face and a hot body like we all have physical turn ons totally it can be a turn on but just because someone has a hot face doesn't mean it's good spending time with them just because they have something that is fucking hot doesn't mean it's going to be hot sex or a hot relationship or a good time in your life there's so much more to it you know some of the hotties some of the hotties are the worsties so (laughs) there it is also write to us about the girth okay next question (laughs) next topic (laughs) next question uh I listened to a DM earlier today, a voice recording. Oh, <laughs> that was just kind of funny that I could tell you about. Yeah, I don't do have that. it pulled up. Do it to me. Okay, I will do it. So, uh, in our last episode, I read a question that was like, "How do I balance my hyperdrive days with my slump days so that I have less hate myself days?" Mm-hmm. And that person wrote to us she actually left us a voice memo saying like thank you for answering my question and it was so funny because she goes I was really excited to hear you read my question but then I was kind of disappointed at first that for the next 10 minutes you talked about an adjacent topic but then you came back to it (laughs) and you gave me and you said two sentences that really helped me and it was just like the funniest take oh, on our funny. podcast. I was like, this is a near this miss. Is a review. <laughs> that's a near miss. Yeah. <laughs> everything, everything we say, everything, every episode is a, a near miss, basically, where we almost offend our biggest <laughs> fan. And then at the last minute, we reel them back in and they're like, all right, fine. Yeah. We're like, oh, right. Were you asking us something? Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Because <laughs> then her conclusion was like, it had never. And this is actually a real conclusion, but I'm just making making it into something funny right now. But her conclusion after our whole conversation last week was like, it never occurred to me that it was okay to be this way. And we said it and that really helped her. And I was like, honestly, yes. Like I, that is the most relatable statement you could ever Mm -hmm. share with me. But also it's so funny that she asked a question, we derailed for 10 minutes and then we were like, yeah, it's okay. (laughs) What did we talk about? Um, I mean, I feel like that conversation was very... I don't remember exactly what we went to. Well, I was I was describing my marathon a lot. Right. Maybe went back to the marathon. Yeah, we were I talking gone a back lot about different things. It's always about the marathon. Also, a few people wrote in that they are runners and or marathon runners. Only a few. I think we've added like four more to the roster. Yeah. But they're out there. So. Well, a couple of people wrote in and said they were smelly too. So I don't think we've come to a conclusion. <laughs> and then and then a couple more actually the most people wrote in and said they were depressed so that one's for sure correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah those were the three those were the three guesses we were making about the audience that either they're runners they're smelly or they're depressed and I think it's yes yes and yes this is how focus group um data is collected this is qualitative data collection just yeah Message us if you're smelly. <laughs> if you're smelly, <laughs> we're going to say something that we think is true with no way to prove it. And then when we get two individual anecdotes confirming it, we're going to say it's science. Th- that's all it, it takes, really. Sample size, N equals two. 
because there's two of us <laughs> what's n that's the the like variable no i know i know but i'm saying size no i understand i understand oh, oh, oh. i'm nasty I'm a, girls i think it's nasty girls i think it's nasty <laughs> and nasty girls oh it's also not nasty for girls everyone. is too oh it's not for everyone why are we so dumb <laughs> no but it's nasty girls <laughs> nasty girls uh, okay i could leave us with something fucking sweet please okay let me leave us with something sweet as hell this actually could be a really long conversation. Ugh, this is this one is from an Instagram reel. <clears throat> Maybe in December I saw this before I was shutting down my Instagram. And oh, hit me in the chest. Ugh, are you ready for this one? Everyone's going to benefit. All of our depressed audience, all of our people pleasing, boundaryless, depressed, <laughs> high nasty achieving, <laughs> nasty N equals two audience is going to benefit from this. Yeah. Are you ready right now? <clears throat> so ready. I can't take credit for this. Instagram. Peace is letting people be wrong about you. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, she leans Just back. Just melted into my chair. Yeah. 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 Just hearing that released something in me. Yeah. Acid. Dopin, dopamine <laughs> dopamine dopamine mean. dopamine if you are somebody who is obsessed with being liked mm. with being a people pleaser with always being understood uh. being upset when people misunderstand Stop. you when they're writing a narrative about you and you will try so hard to show them the truth, so hard to prove that you're good, so hard to prove that you're fill in the blank. <laughs> peace, and you and you still preach about protecting your peace? Mm-mm. Peace is letting people be wrong about you. It's not your business. I feel like a fraud again. You know how at the beginning of this episode <laughs> I was like, I'm back, baby. <laughs> You just Jess, tore me straight back to the ground. Jess is barely in the camera right now. She's on the floor. Jess is on the floor. I'm prost- prostrated, prostrated. Prostrated. Well, you're, 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 well, you could be prostrated, Still talking too. about penises. Um, yeah, that, I mean, okay, that's true. And also, <laughs> I won't do it. I won't do it. How about that? I'm not going to do no, it. Work on it. Work on it. I've been working on it. When does the work stop? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> the great well the great news about working on this chest is that the work equals doing nothing okay caroline this we need to continue this conversation in our next episode because okay. that is exactly what barbara told me this week and i don't understand what she was like i was like i've been depressed and i think everyone hates me and i'm not funny anymore and i don't have any value because people don't like me and she was like and oh and then I went on to be like but give me a gold star because I asked Caroline for help and then I asked my coworker for help and then I went to get my hair done and I did things for myself so like be proud of me because I'm healing now and I'm on my way up she goes you know what's the one thing you didn't say you did Uh oh nothing yeah she was like you have to just be and I was like I don't understand Thanks thanks for the negative reinforcement, Barb. Dodd. I was like, did you hear? I didn't edit the podcast last week. I didn't yeah. do it. I did yeah. not. You equals, did nothing. I did nothing. Yeah, you did nothing. <laughs> I think you did your equivalent of nothing. I disagree with Barb on this one, but I do like that she's not really willing to give you a break. <laughs> I think that's fun. She's never. It's nine years and I can't get her off my back. Yeah. <laughs> You're not even paying her anymore. She just keeps calling you and sending you five for work. <laughs> She's the reason I don't feel good enough, actually. She's the reason for the word nasty girls. Yeah. Okay. This has well, been think about, think not about for that. everyone. Oh, are you doing the outro? Wow, I had no idea. Okay, yeah. You're give me a little bit of cue. Okay. I'm going to say everybody think about that over the weekend. Peace is letting people be wrong about you. Think about what are the places where you are exhausting yourself to try and and change people's mind about who you are. It could be your family. It could be your best friend. could be your fucking girlfriend, boyfriend, employee. Who, where are you doing it? 
and where does it not matter? Fuck Sometimes em. it matters. Sometimes it Fuck matters em. what people think of you. Sometimes it really doesn't. Fuck them, as my dad says. All right, just do the outro. What are you about to say? No, I take issue with something. We'll what? talk about it next time. What? We're all going to think about this for homework, but here's the problem okay. with what was just said. Okay. <laughs> You're ill. You're sick. I know I'm ill. That's what all the reviews say. They say they're probably <laughs> mentally unstable, but they're like my sisters. Yeah. Um, that would be me. <laughs> What's your issue? I think it's frustrating that it's like what people think about you doesn't matter. Well, it matters sometimes. Sometimes matters maybe sometimes. it does. Sometimes it, does, it, it matters does. sometimes. Okay. Can I get like a, a grid that like a decision tree that helps me figure out when it matters and when it doesn't? I think it matters when it's like this person controls your income. I think it matters when it's like what they think about you will determine if you're they're going to date you or not. Like, yes, people's opinion, people's opinion of you does matter, but you do not get to control the narrative about yourself. You don't always get to control it. You do not. Right. And sometimes people are set on, you know, they're not able to understand you or they need to uh, write a narrative for their life that explains and justifies them. That's going to paint you some way. And you can spend so much energy trying to correct them. And it it might never go anywhere. It doesn't matter to your value. It might matter in the sense that it might, like, change circumstances in your life. They may not want to be in a relationship with you. You may lose that job. You may, you know, whatever. But if somebody, but But if somebody's not. it doesn't change you. Well, we need to have a specific. I think it's hard to talk about without a specific example. Yeah. So we'll do that like, next time. Yeah, we'll do it next time. Everybody think about this. We'll do it next time. I'm tired. <laughs> You're, you need a nap. I'm putting you down. Are you doing the outro or what? I'll do it. This has been Not For Everyone. It's your fault for listening, and we thank you for it anyway. Um, <laughs> find us on Instagram at Not For Everyone Pod. That's the number four in there, Not For Everyone Pod. You can find us on YouTube. Just search the same thing. Caroline's on YouTube. I can't talk. YouTube. <laughs> Caroline's on YouTube. Caroline Winkler. I'm on Instagram. Jay-Z DeBakey. We love you. And we missed you. And I'm glad we're back together again. All of us. But mostly me and Caroline. Jeez. I don't. If somebody's listening to this, it doesn't change it for me. I still. <laughs> Is anybody listening to this? I, I still like listening. it. I would still do it even if no one was listening. Yeah, I love you. Love you, bitch. Love you, nasty gal. (laughs) Nasty gal. Bye. (laughs) Bless you. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, You impressed that I can sneeze? Are you turned on? You did a really good job, and it was super dramatic and reactive and (laughs) will be great for camera.